What's up, you absurd junkies? Welcome back to another episode of Absurd Curiosity Podcast. For those who are new, welcome. We mostly talk about medicine, science, technology, gaming, whatever involves STEM and, and fascinates us. We talk about it, and we like to learn and laugh from it. Um, I'm your host among hosts, Cole Adam Davis. I'm joined by the always beautiful Stephen Pallotta. How's it going? I'm joined by the just amazing dude, has like 30 different talents, Sean Pickett. Or, oh wait, sorry, let me restart that because I know you don't want your last name out there. No, that's uh, fine. I'm, okay, I'm, okay. I'm uh, otherwise known it's, I as... I posted it with my full name on Twitter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, otherwise known as Nuclear Geek. And then we have the man, some say our guest, invented the frunk just to place a puppy in it. Others think that he's the sole reason that tesla exists today it is earl of frunk puppy hey thank you great to be here thanks for having me on now we can finally connect so i'll go ahead and get us started we have a couple of icebreakers and these are questions from us the host of observe curiosity podcast and we also have a, a couple questions from our community on twitter so we're going to start with a question from Cole, and these are going to kind of break a, break the ice, get, I mean, we already broke the ice a little bit already before this, but just to kind of uh, get, break it a little further. So Cole, go ahead and take it away. You got your Model X, congratulations, by the way, but why didn't you shout out Nuclear Geek on that post whenever you got that 3D printed you that nice custom 3D cap, trailer cap? <laughs> <laughs> why don't I shout out? You didn't say anything. You didn't say anything about it. You were just like, look at my 3D cap on Twitter. <laughs> That's terrible. What a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I put I put it on, um, you know, my wife's car. I put it on there all the time, and she, she hates it. She thinks it's obnoxious. So she doesn't I put like it. it? I, I actually locked it on there, so she can't get it off. <laughs> yeah, she does, you know, she's not really into, you know... Um, the front puppy banner, you know. There, but, that was our next question. Um, How does your wife feel about your Twitter account? Is <laughs> um, she's come around a lot, especially with I was deployed last year, and she had to kind of do everything, like run the show and uh, you know run the store and do all that stuff. And um, she she got into it. She was taking pictures of the dogs in the front and doing all that stuff. So she's um, just shut her down so she wouldn't do a better job than me. But. Um, <laughs> yeah, She's come a long way. That she was absolutely horrified when I got uh, my Frunk Pup license plate without telling her. I came <laughs> in the mail, and um, it was it was, it was not happy about. She, and I, especially when I told her it was like actually going on the car. Um, <laughs> Is that on the on yeah. the three or the X? On the three, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. You should have done it for yeah, the X. That would have been funny. On her. I know. <laughs> I'm not afraid. <laughs> All right, Earl. So my question for you is, how do you find so much time to tweet? Well, Twitter's a real addiction. I mean, I find that you can just speak in a tweet at any moment. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how much you can, can tweet in a day. I look at my account, and then there's something like 110,000 tweets. And it's a little bit... It's a little bit depressing, but um, I don't know if you've followed me long enough to watch me take breaks every once in a while. So every now and then I get totally disgusted with it. And I'm like, I'm done. And I'm, like, I'm back within like two hours. <laughs> it's so addictive. You're like, well, I just got to check one thing. You know, I got to check one thing. And you're just sucked into it forever. So 
That's that's one um, huge issue that I've been uh, facing lately. Is like I'm like, okay, I've got this important person on Twitter. I need a message, and I get on there. So I'm like, oh, I got six notifications. I'll see who wants to talk to me, yeah. and then like I fall into the trap. There was a there was a time where I took a, it was a, I only ever took like one Twitter break, and it was I think for like a day just to see if I could even do it for a day. And I found myself throughout. I just had a southern accent. I found myself throughout the day still clicking like as soon as I, I would unlock my phone and immediately click right where the app was, and yeah. I deleted the app at right. that spot. That's and so I was like, creepy. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's like how like addicted I was. Yeah. You know, it's funny because when I'm on there tweeting and people will yell at me and be like, uh, you know, you're on here all the time and you tweet too much, right? But then if I really am busy, you know, I'm doing a lot of things I'm not on for a few hours, I will come back to so many messages. Like, mm. are you okay? What's going on? Yeah, I'm just around. So I got a question for you. So do you even own dogs? I mean, how deep do the smoke and mirrors go? Mm. I do own dogs. I have two. They're on a walk right now, but. Uh, sure. Yeah, oh, I guess I could grab them. They've been on a couple of <laughs> podcasts. But, um, yeah, they're, they're, uh, Wilson's like the most gentle, wonderful soul. He's so sub, like submissive and <laughs> disturbs people. And, um, you know, Norman would just urinate on your face. He, he doesn't care. <laughs> He's just, He's his own dog, and um, he's, he's, he's very photogenic. He takes great pictures in the front, but he's he's a nightmare most of the time. But so we have we that? have two questions from our Twitter that are coming in. So first one is from N. Nafilis. Dear 28 Days Later, I'm an aspiring elitist, but I'm not toxic enough. I'm, uh, <laughs> I've not even once been the target of an article or of an attack article. What can I do to increase my toxicity? I've tried eating milkweed, but the doctor in the emergency room said I must have really misunderstood something. I don't understand the milkweed reference. I, I, I don't know if you do. <laughs> I guess it's toxic. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, so. It's pretty easy, actually. I think if you just if you hang out in the um, electric article uh, comments and just call them out on some of the factual errors, <laughs> you will quickly be, be um, blocked, labeled as toxic. <laughs> but the, uh, it takes a little while to spawn. So between the time that I got blocked and then the, the article where I was toxic was about two years. The tweet was about two years old. That he included in the article. Seriously? <laughs> so there's an investment like, time that it takes to get your toxicity back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like you, you have to start this process, and then eventually it'll like hatch. You know. <laughs> so you're telling me. So wait, he held a grudge for two years before he posted all that? Yeah. Yeah, it was two years. Such a turd. Yeah. The tweet he even took out of context, like my very next tweet is very nice. Like, cause at the time I still, I listened to their pot, like I liked electric and the very next one, it was clear I was joking around, but he just like cherry picked that one and stayed like held on to that thing. Like, like, uh, you know, on a note under his pillow or something and one day. <laughs> I'm going to get it one time. Yeah. And then he included all of us and he had, I mean, his grudge with Vincent was really old too. I mean, that was around the same time. So he just collected everything. Oh wait, 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 wait. Who are we? Ta- who wrote the? Is it the? Uh, what is it? Fred, Fred Lambert. Fred. 
Fred, yeah. Fred wrote that Fred's article. Door handle man. Uh, Why are you so yeah, mad with three roasters? Like, who does that? <laughs> I know. Um, but, you know, it's, the, the most, honestly, the only reason I tweet about it is because there's such a contingent of people. There's like, like, there's like a whole group of Fred apologists that come out. Like, I could care less. I, I really don't. I don't care about electric. But if you tweet something about them, they will show up. And usually when they do tweet at me, I call them Fred. I'm like, oh, hi, Fred, you know. Um, <laughs> they will just like, and they'll give you, like, a whole bibliography. Like, well, this guy's really, this is why he's so important to the movement. They get all fired up about it. And that's honestly what I enjoy the most. <laughs> it's like, who are you? Like, who, who the is doing that? Someone getting you know? really upset on someone else's behalf. Hmm. Yes. Right. <laughs> All right. So our, you know. our second and final question from the community is uh, from Watermelon Judkins. What are you get or when are you getting <laughs> Tesla solar God. and power walls? How many power walls would you get and what size solar system? So a couple things. One is I put my money down for solar here in Ohio and Tesla sent my money back to me. Mine did. What? Uh, I, guess well, I bought mine first not, day. Not, they sent my money back not to not coming or anytime soon. You know, it's it's uh, funny. I follow the job fun. postings for Tesla for Ohio and everything. I get alerts and all this stuff just to just to see what's going on. And yeah. they have a ton of postings constantly for in solar installers, roof installers, all these things. And then, you know, then all of a sudden you get your money back. You're like, what's going on? It'd have to be yes. something like legal. Yeah. That's what I heard. I heard it was so many days after the purchase that there's some type of consumer law that they had to refund the money or something like that. Do you, do you know why they ended up refunding you? No, it just said that we'll contact you when it's closer to, um, I, I forget it, what it says. It but. says you're still in line or something like that. It's not canceled, but yeah. they're re- refunding the deposit. Are you just getting Tesla solar or are you yeah. going to get the Tesla shingles? I need a new roof. So I need a roof. And so I need to either figure out am I gonna roof it and put solar on it or do I do I want do I want I want the solar roof if I can get it. Yeah, mine was just panels, so um, but I got my money back. The the other thing is that you know, being in the military I move every few years, so it seems mm-hmm. a little silly to kinda of dump a bunch of money into power walls and solar panels and then you pick up and move and somebody gets, you know the benefit of the benefit of everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. And then I have to like tear my roof off and throw it in a truck. But <laughs> my wall charger is coming with me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take mine um, out too and install a plug right there. And I and and then and then promote the house with having an EV plug. I sold my last house with a just a the NEMA 1450 socket in the garage, and I got probably a, a good uptick in people just based on they were calling in like, "What's that? They have an EV plug, an electric vehicle plug in the garage. What's that about?" And they would. I was in the middle of the country, and they would come out and, and check out the house because of it oh wow so it's not that it like increases oh, the value but, but it increases the um yeah you know it's like the, the, the eyeballs yeah. yeah you can see it. you're like oh i'll check that out you know yeah <laughs> so earl we know uh, like your entire social media life right but we want to know <laughs> who the real earl is right what gets you going in the morning man um you know i I think I'm fairly boring. I mean, I'm very much a, a family guy. I've got my got my kids, dogs. Um, I I am I'm the, the uh, pandemic has not been a problem for me. I'm pretty pretty much an introvert. I'm okay with being home, so all of this is fine. Um, and uh, 
I am very passionate about my job. I feel so lucky. Um, I, I feel like, and I'll talk about this later. Um, I really enjoy what I do. Um, and that kind of keeps me going, but yeah, mostly just family watching my daughters grow up and, um, and then of course my passion for Tesla, which sucks up the rest of my time, uh, probably like a lot of people. I got on Twitter because my family doesn't want to hear about it anymore. You know? <laughs> so you have, a whole, you have a whole audience of people that endlessly want to hear about, you know, you post the dumbest video, even though they make fun of my videos, but they still want your videos. Right. Um, and, um, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's a great crew. It's very, um, it's fun and it's playful. And I, I, I really, I really enjoy it. And I, I wouldn't, well, I'd say I wouldn't be on if I didn't enjoy it. I don't know. I really do love it. And I've met a lot of great people. Um, I had two events. I had one um, right before I left for deployment where people came. And we had, not kidding, 28 Teslas show up. And um, got to meet people for the first time. And that was a really odd experience. It's like I had been... <laughs> online dating a bunch of people <laughs> and, we were meet in person and they don't know if you're going to like them. Um, but it was, it was a good experience. And then I got to go to the cyber truck event a couple months later. And then I, I got met like, you know, all the quote famous Twitter people out there. Um, and then you became one. It was, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really great. So, you know, a lot of the personalities online, they really are um, like fun, cool, interesting people. And, um, it was weird to land there and, um, you know, you have, um, uh, you're setting up rides and stuff from the airport with people you've never met before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who, who, who do you end up getting picked up by? Uh, who picked me up? It was Tesla Raj and, uh, uh, Zach, I think black model three. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. I, I know people by like Twitter handles. Good. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's bad, man. It's bad. Yeah, but it was it was great, and you know, like you see these people online, and you don't know what they're really like. But um, it was it was like I've, like I've known them for a while, you know. For for, so, for me, online, uh, like knowing people online, and then finally meeting them in person. I don't know. For me, every single time that I've done it, it's been absolutely amazing. Like, uh, I'm not talking about like Tinder or anything like that, but like I had friends that. <laughs> You're amazing too, Cole. <laughs> uh, I have had I've had like friends on like Xbox or like gaming stuff that I've played for, for with years, and I never met them in person. And when we finally meet, it's like pretty. It's pretty cool. It's kind of it's weird at first because you're like, that's what you look like. Because uh, I don't know, I just found it interesting. Like that's what you look like, huh? Besides, How do your coworkers feel about you talking about Tesla, though? I, I'm interested in talking to you that everyone's annoyed with because I, I have the same problem. I work with physicists all day, and so they're I've convinced two yeah. of them to buy Teslas, but most of them are like, you know, yep. we have to reserve the first five to ten minutes of every meeting that we have to talk to Tesla yeah. first. <laughs> well, I had um, a coworker a couple doors down who also bought a Model Three. And if I ever needed to talk about tweets or something, he was ready to go and we would talk. And he's since left the job. He's close by, so I see him once in a while. But I don't have that person anymore. I don't have my like Tesla buddy that wants to hear about it. But my office is pretty decked out. It's not surprising with several Tesla <laughs> items. And uh, people do ask about it. Um, the other day, I had a patient put my front puppy mug on the table. And he goes, front puppy? Uh, what do you have a Tesla? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even, 
heard of it, he said, no, I just, it's the only car I can think of that has a frunk. Um, mm. So we, we started chatting about that. But cool. um, yeah, I, I don't get to talk about it too much at work, but not yeah. as much anymore. Do you think it's going to be interesting whenever like the first patient comes in and you're like, oh, you're Earl from Frunk Puffy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it was weird when I thought for a minute that person recognized me. <laughs> paused for a second, like, oh, God, you know. What, it's all over. <laughs> what did you it's read? all over. <laughs> Besides Twitter and all things Tesla and your job, what other hobbies do you have? Um, I like to uh, play the guitar. Um, I do some singing when I was deployed. I was actually in a, there was a little deployment band over there. It, it worked out pretty well because COVID hit. So usually... Um, deployment sites get these weird like B, C level bands that come in um, like Cisco was there and they were singing the song song and it was pretty amazing but when COVID hit there were no more bands and we had a band so we were the most popular band on bass because it was the <laughs> only live entertainment that you could have and we you know toured the whole place um, and it was, a, it was a real blast. It's been a hobby of mine for a long time. I, I played in college and stuff. I used to play out acoustic um, I do enjoy some video games. I played The Last of Us 1 and 2 when I was over there because uh, I had a lot of time in the evenings. What, yeah. uh, what system do you play on? Or do you have a preference? On, uh, well, right now I just have the PS4. Come on, you didn't and, drop uh, big money on the PS5? Well, oh, and I love the Switch, too. The uh, Zelda so game was incredible. And now my daughter started it, and I'm just as into it. Which game? Was it the Breath of the Breath of the Wild? Oh, oh Zelda! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Zelda is beautiful. My kids play a lot of Mario on it. What I love is the stupid game Overcooked. Have you played it? Yeah. Uh, no. You have to. It's it's so dumb. So it's just like <laughs> people, and you're making food orders. So you have to like cook burgers and put it on a bun, and then put the right toppings on it and deliver it in time. And uh, I play it with my daughter, but you really need a strategy. Like, somebody has to be in charge, and somebody has to tell people, like, you're going to get the buns, and you're, you're going to get this, and you're going to cook this, and I need more meat, and I need... And, um, Is it it's, specific it's, to the Switch? It's, crazy. it's on the Switch, yeah. Yeah. It's also on... Um, I think it's on the Xbox, too. It's called Overcooked. It's really addictive, and it's really dumb. Um <laughs> And they throw all these curveballs at you. So there'll be things on conveyor belts or like earthquakes or like you have to do things on food trucks, but they're driving next to each other. And sometimes they pull away and your little guy falls off. And... <laughs> anyway, I don't want to oversell it. <laughs> That's fun. It's worth a try, but I, I do play that with my daughter in the morning sometimes. So um, how do you personally set, you know, separate Twitter in real life. How do you realize, okay, this is when I need to take a break? Whenever I get to the point where I feel like it's not value added in some way, like mm -hmm. if I'm on it, I'm really annoyed or arguing with people or irritated by it. Um, I know I got to just put it away for a while because <laughs> it should be, it should be light. And I typically yep. try to keep my account pretty light. Sometimes people don't get it. Sometimes people take me seriously. They don't understand my I took you seriously once. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I thought I, I thought you really were like angry at me. I was like, oh my God, what did I do? I ended, I ended up DMing you, and then Cole just makes fun of me all the time for it because I was like, oh, it is it is my favorite tweet from you. Uh, it, it was whenever he like asked like, are you from Ohio? And you were like, shut your goddamn mouth, Stephen. And I was dying <laughs> laughing, and, and and he was genuinely worried. Like I understood I was, that you I were joking. Like, I'm like, like I said, I'm like Earl Elon, Earl Elon, I'm like. Earl's up here, oh, no. and I was like, oh, I, no. I like upset so Earl, and I'm, I'm devastated right now. Oh, uh, I can see how that would really upset you too, Steve. Yeah. That's that's hilarious. Oh, no, and the thing too, I was like, Earl's one of the sweetest people that I know. So I'm like, if if if, if that came out of Earl, I'm like, I must have really screwed up. Here. What did I do? <laughs> that's so funny. I do enjoy turning on people again. <laughs> 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 why I'm friends with like Jeremy on uh, Twitter because he's just. He's, Terrible. He's a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jeremy though. He's one of my favorite Twitter people of all time. He is. He keeps he's, it. On my, he's on my watch. I friended him on the exercise app. I don't know what I was thinking. So then, of course, he like screenshots it and starts sharing it. <laughs> we are here to call you out on that. We, we have are. 85 people in an Apple Watch competition that we run called Witness the Fitness. And you, why, oh why are you not in the, the yeah. competition? I'm in. You're in. The I'm in. Include me. You are? Oh, you're I in? Okay. in. Okay. Well, we're yeah. starting the next one in February. You can join right now if you want, just to keep track of it. Uh, it's still running. But okay. it, it, we do them for 25 days on, and then whatever, however many days are left in the month, and then we'll start the first one at the next, and the next. So we start the next one in, in February 1st, and we have 85 competitors this month. It takes you closing your ring wow. three times, basically three times move goal. Uh, and it sets your move goal yeah. at twice your weight. So, you know, whatever, twice your weight in calories. And then three oh times God, your move so goal for me. And, and your calories. And then three times your exercise goal. And then 14-hour stand goal to get the full 98 points available each day. And we have – we're, we're, wow. we're over halfway right now. Jeez. And there's like an eight-way tie or something for first. Yeah, there is an eight-way tie. Wow. Like, it's serious competition. Like, and, and it, people bring it. We, we have a, a – like we're 3D oh. – Nuclear Geeks um, – 3D printing, a, a first place trophy. I'm not sure if we're doing second or third place. And we're then doing we, second third place medals. Medals, okay. And then also we have, um, we're partnered with uh, Elon's accessories. So Elon's I think, accessories. yeah, I think we're giving away oh, yeah. a uh, screen, protector screen protector and a car, and, and a car tray. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. this and this is our first ever one that we're doing. Right. Yeah, we were doing oh, them privately great. for a week long each. We were doing a week on, a week off. And, and we had like eight or, you know, eight, eight people in it and it was going really well. And we're like, man, we need to open this up to big, you know, bigger audience. And, and we only did it for like a week and we got 85 yeah. people in it. Well, Apple Watch oh, that's is pretty awesome. cool. We love to win like first place and get that 3D printed trophy and then never mention where I got it or thank you. Never mention it all where it came from. I would appreciate that. Thank you. So I just put it in my like, on my next to Norman. Never talk about it. Really. Just leave it in every single front puppy picture ever yeah. and not and say sure where you got it. And when people ask for it, be like, I have no hey, idea. What is that? I have no idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I just picked it up at a gas station like four years ago ago it's like just been here ever since yeah <laughs> found it yeah so earl i have a i have a big one for you here so what have been some of your greatest accomplishments in life so far um and how have they changed you along the way and then i have a follow-up to that one. Oh my gosh in life in life entirety from day day one to, to now 
greatest accomplishments and how have they changed you? Um, I, well, I think the low-hanging fruit is finishing school. That was a big deal. Getting through a doctorate was torturous mm-hmm. um, and really set me up on the path that I wanted. There's a lot of things you can't do in kind of the therapy field unless you're a licensed psychologist. Um, and related to that, I was able to compete and get a fellowship in neuropsychology, and they're, they're not easy to get. So no. um, getting that, getting through that, um, and then being able to do do, do that job um, is an accomplishment. Um, but to probably be, um, I think, uh, it's not really an accomplishment, but I take a lot of pride in my marriage. Um, I'm like, very connected to my wife and feel like I really found my partner and it's been amazing to really like grow with somebody um, and, and change. And <laughs> Sean's so happy about that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I just said like the biggest I, smile I, I've I, ever seen I, from Sean. I love her to death. She's, she's fantastic. That's and awesome, man. I think you probably know through Twitter, I almost lost her in 2018. She had a brain aneurysm burst. And, um, oh, wow. It was, uh, it was really scary. She, they, the doctor told me, um, you know, like half the people that happens to uh, don't make it to the hospital, and then once wow. they get there, a third of them die, and That's they're going to do. They're going to check it out that night. And he told me that if they had to do surgery immediately, she might die. But um, and then the other third have severe disability, and then a third make it through the first night, and then after that, um, there's these vasospasms. So as your brain heals, it can like your blood vessels tighten up again, mm-hmm. and that kills people. So there was a multiple days of doing scans of her head uh, um, wow. uh, to see if that was happening. Mm-hmm. And they were happening, but not bad enough to get, it was just terrifying. Um, and uh, it, it was a, um, a really growing experience though, because when you almost lose somebody like that, like I, I loved her then, you know, but then afterwards we had to make a lot of like, we, your, your life is just going to be changed after mm-hmm. that. So I think we've only grown a lot closer after mm-hmm. that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I take a lot of, that's um, something you should I feel take very fortunate. You should take pride in that, man. That's... And it's a lot of work. I, you know, I hope she feels the same way. <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did you guys meet? Uh, we met like a lot of people these days. So we were both, um, separated. I was married before. I know it's hard to believe cause I'm so amazing, but, um, I, I'm the same, the same way. <laughs> um, on my way to getting divorced and you have to wait. And you know, there's like that period in between and I moved out of, so my, my, my ex moved back to Pennsylvania and I was in Colorado by myself and I moved into the first like available apartment. How, how old were you at this time? I was, Oh my gosh, this would have been like, um, 2009. So what, 11 years ago, been, I don't know, 30. 36, okay. 37. Gotcha. I'm, I'm math well. So I moved into this apartment Are when I did know. Is that what you just said? When I'm 45. So whatever I Dude, you do not look 45. You do not look 45. Wow. Virtual high five. Bro. Wow. It's filter on the camera. But <laughs> yeah. What is your skincare routine? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what? Um... But anyway, I moved into this little crappy apartment and I had nothing, you know, I, I kept, I didn't want anything because I didn't want to move it. So she took everything and, you know, it's fine though. It was, it was not an argument. Um, 
But then I discovered that right behind my apartment complex was a bar that I could walk to that was way too close. And it was probably, <laughs> I don't know, I lived there a week and it was like day five of ending up in that bar at night. And I'm like, I'm going to die here. Like, as you look around at people and you're like, I'm going to, this is going to be me, you know? <laughs> I knew I had to get out. Like, so you're optimistic by nature. Playing, I was playing Fallout 3 and um, going to work and then going to this bar. So um, I uh, I got online and did the online dating thing. So I was on Match.com and went on a couple dates. I wasn't interested in like, I didn't really want to date it. I literally just wanted to get out of the house. <laughs> um, so I had a couple of dates and they probably didn't go very well. Um, and then my wife had reached out to me because I was a psychologist. I, I had kids. I was separated. And she's a psychologist and she was separated and has a kid too. So oh, she wow. said, well, we should at least, we should at least meet. Hmm. Um, I'm like, great. So I drove, I live in Colorado Springs. I had to drive all the way up to Denver to see her. And, um, Anyway, that's that's how I met her. But um, now, yeah, we on the first date, yeah. were you guys doing like psychological tests on each other? Like, is this person insane? Like, is there? <laughs> was there like a double yeah. psychology study going on? <laughs> you know, buddy, I, I think this is very true for psychologists. Is that the last thing you want to do on your off time is anything related to psychology? So, like all the TV we were utter garbage like we don't want to think we don't want to watch anything too stressful and we get plenty of that at work you know um and at the time she was working with some pretty severely mentally ill people so um yeah we we probably don't have the interesting discussion now our kids are screwed because we, they are like <laughs> junior psychologists they can talk about feelings and coping in ways that most adults can't um but we'll say they'll write a book about it when they grow up but yeah. That's good. That's so awesome. my my follow-up question to that is uh, pretty much the opposite. What have been some of the most challenging ex- uh, aspects or experiences in your life and how have they changed? I mean, you, you talked about your wife and that's definitely one of them. Uh, but have there uh, there's anything else that's ever come up in your life that has been extremely hard for you, uh, basically broke you down, yeah, um, but made you stronger in the end or not? A couple of things. Um, so I think going through a divorce is really hard, especially having kids. I mean, I could go on. That was really challenging. Um, any couple, no matter how well you get along, once you separate, things change, and it's 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 really hard. Um, so that was really challenging. Um, and school was really challenging. Um, I think my wife's aneurysm was probably the most challenging thing I've ever gone through. And then soon after that, my dad died. He he had cancer and he went downhill pretty fast. So that was uh, oh. that was really difficult. Was that 2019? My wife's aneurysm was in 18 in the summer, and then my dad died early Oof. in the 18. Oh my god! Well, no, he died. We, he went downhill early in 19, but he died in the uh, red day before Father's Day. Oh, I'm sorry um, to hear that. So that was kind of hard. Uh, deployment was challenging. Uh, and changed me, but it was a good experience. I mean, and it was so hard to be away from family that long during COVID. Oh, yeah. um, I was so scared we were never going to tweet to you that entire time. I was like, no, Earl's gone. Yeah, it was really interesting because you have no idea where, what you're in for. Mm. And a lot of places don't have Wi-Fi. And the place I went had a spectacular Wi-Fi. I mean, you could, you could stream games. You could do anything. Um, and 
you know, when you're working, you're working, and when you're not, you're not. I mean, you're really there for the mission. So there are times, but, and then at the end of the day, you're not going home and doing family stuff. Like you're just you eat and then hang out. So I was on podcasts. I did my own podcast. I um, played Last of Us one and two. <laughs> a lot of that stuff as well. But then there's other times you're working harder than you ever did in your life. I mean, it's just. Uh, when you have to work, you have to work. It might be two in the morning. It might be ten at night. Um, and then there's days that have a lot of downtime. So, anyway, it was it was challenging. There were some pretty crazy things that happened over there. But uh, being a psychologist, I, I got to do some pretty cool things and, and help people out. Where were you uh, um, stationed at? I can't talk about it, but it was the Middle East. So okay, that's cool. You could I think I remember asking you that too on Twitter, and I was like, "Oops, another bad question." Yeah. Well, it, it's it's funny like- because. <laughs> you, you you get these you get these undisclosed um, uh, deployments, and then you get there, and you learn why it's undisclosed, and it's like the least interesting, sexy reason. It's like, oh, you know, like even if you told somebody, they would be like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's not that interesting. Um, but uh, I used to do steer psychology, so I did um, reintegrations and things like that. That that was a little more uh, secretive. That, that Re- job. What but, do you mean by reintegrations? Um, most of, most, oh, um, so if it's somebody who is like separated from their unit or held hostage or tortured or something, oh. um, when they come back, we will help them to reintegrate back into society. There's a whole. It's really well done. Wow. Um, really. And I worked with the with the army in uh, San Antonio. So whenever anybody was coming back, I would get briefed on when, where, what was happening, and then if we actually got them we would help walk them through um, the, the reintegration. It's for the one of the coolest things I've done uh, real time um, that, um, yeah, anyway. So are, I did that are you Army or Air now. Force? I'm Air Force, but the oh, okay. Air Force has a very robust seer psychology program. The Army's a little thinner, so we help them a lot. I was the only seer guy it there for a while. And what are you um, saying? So I was seer or fear? Um, it's survive, evade, resist, escape. So it's a type of oh. psychology that um, um, deals with hostage situations and torture and isolation, survival in the woods. So I went and I took the course. There's a course in Washington where you go out and do a fear school, and I had to be one of the students. Um, and it was a really interesting experience. Um, it, uh, yeah, that that job was neat. I, I just I, I left I left that to go do neuropsych, so it was kind of like a little bittersweet because I had one of the jobs everybody wants in the Air Force is to go do some sort of op psych, cool secret mm-hmm. squirrel stuff, and um, I had to I had to choose. You know, do you want to go back to school or do you want to kind of keep doing this world? And um, ultimately, I decided to go back to school. But you think you make that yeah, choice? Really, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was a serious psych when the Hoffman report came out. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but no. with the whole thing was, um, it was, um, about, um, the psychologists that were participating in torture during, um, the Iraq war and uh. Afghanistan, and they had gotten trouble for developing this program. And it was that they were kind of not psychologists, the whole thing, but Anyway, the, the seer psychology name had been kind of smeared all over the news, and um, so it was it was hard to be that person. And people don't understand what you do. Like I was not doing any of those things. 
Uh, I was actually there to help people in training, but you get connected as if you're like creating a torture program because of mm -hmm. what was on the news at the time. I've always loved school and um, to have the opportunity to go back as a, you know, quote, older student and just go learn and read for a while. I couldn't pass that up. Earl, there, there's a good question I actually want to ask you. It's a little, it's, it's on topic, but it's off topic. And this was a question that I actually asked a nuclear geek, but I, I was never gifted in the educational department. <laughs> I actually taught for two years out of, out of, out of uh, college. That was what I, what I did, but I, I was never talented as far as being a learner. Um, and it, it was clear from Is this what you would tell your students like that, like the first like interaction day. <laughs> Guys, listen, I, I could teach, but I don't know this stuff. <laughs> I'm really bad at this. <laughs> but my, my, my question for you is so like, you, you said that you weren't, you, you didn't do super well in high school, right? As far as grades, but you have a doctor's yeah. degree. That's not easy. Part of, part of that yeah. is, you know, effort. There's effort involved too, but there's clearly a high level yeah. of education that's needed. Um, yeah. how do you do that? I was, uh, Really weird, super nerdy, introverted kid. Um, I did a lot of learning on my own, kind of like reading books about like biology and the animals. And I had my little microscope set and I'd make slides and, um, you know, constellation pictures and just, just a total geek. And um, I was really into that. And what I found in school, so I went to, this probably explains a lot, I went to Catholic school because that's where you know my family went and it was very rigid and um you know it it didn't really spark my my learning in that way and um i felt it was very um like you're supposed to learn certain things so i was bored um i was bored in school and and then the older i got in school the less i kind of cared about it i didn't do bad like i never failed anything but i really didn't apply myself very well um, towards the end of high school, I realized I wanted to go to college. So I, you know, I went to like a community college and got in. Um, and then that's when things started to turn around because you have a little more, um, flexibility in college to kind of, um, do projects on the things you're really interested in. Mm. So I was going to do either, I was thinking about, um, <clears throat> teaching. Um, I was also interested in psychology and I took courses. I thought the teaching course was, and God bless everybody who's a teacher, but <laughs> it was just awful. Like it was so boring and so dumb. And then I took the psychology class. I got the highest grade in the class and I just loved it. And I thought, well, if you're going to do something, you know, I better do something I'm passionate about. So my grades were good. Um, generally mostly through undergrad and good enough to get me into graduate school. And by then I was, you know, like the more you move up, the more your grades are kind of just, gotcha. you're at your other dropout or you, you do, so you do your, okay. your passions were strong enough to overtake some of the, uh, barriers as far as learning. So it, yeah. Yeah. I knew I always thought I had the ability. Um, I just didn't really, didn't really get into school again hmm. until I, I hit college and really got a passion for psychology. So that's kind of the same for me in medicine. Um, <clears throat> I, my grades <clears throat> in high school, I think I finished out with like maybe a, 2.8 or something like that it's not that i was stupid i just yeah. did not care about school at all and then i went to yeah. community college and then i realized i was like medicine's freaking interesting like it's very like the the stuff that you can do to manipulate the world around you is just fascinating um yeah. and i ended up yeah. getting a 3.48 final grade like final like i just graduated in, in december so it, it's kind of the same thing for me steven yeah it's all about interest. All yeah, about interest. Yeah. 
You gotta find something you're passionate about. Yeah, that, that's one of the things when, when I grew <clears> up, I, I saw a tweet, I think the it was today or yesterday. It was like, what did you want to do when you were a kid? What do you do now? And I'm like, dude, I, I wanted to be an architect. And then I found out I suck at math. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a pro skater. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but that's so. Like for me, like that's like one of my biggest passions. Like I, I, I mean, this we could talk about this, you know, you know, later on. But I, I see Tesla getting into architecture at some point. Tesla homes will be a thing within like. Oh, five I swear, years. dude. I swear, because that's one, one of the, one of the, the biggest problems we have as far as carbon emissions. It, it comes down to uh, energy used for for HVAC for uh, just uh, and having the home. So if, if there's some super hyper efficient way to put homes together, to power them, like that makes a lot. And then it, someone I was talking to said, everything Elon does is ultimately about Mars. When we get to Mars, we're gonna need some type of place yeah. to live in. Like it has to happen. So it's it's yeah. worth getting that ball going over here on earth. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I, I feel like there's a great chance for that. Even his brother's project, some of his brother's projects are also Mars yeah. related as well. I yeah. mean, uh, what is it, Square Roots? Yep. But they've got a long way to go with square roots, in my opinion. It's cool though. Concept's cool. It is. It is. It's just, you know, they're still pull, they're still pulling power off the grid, you know. Yeah. And I, I was I was actually I don't I, I don't I don't want to take too much away from Earl here, but I was I was able to go to um to one of their their facilities in Brooklyn in uh in New York, and I I asked the question. It wasn't to uh, Kimball. It was it was to the uh, the other co-founder, and I was like, why don't you guys have solar panels on top of these? And their response was, it's financially not worth it for us. And I was like. Oh. Oh. So it's, it's I don't know if you've ever seen you, you got to check it out but um uh, Kimball Musk or uh, Elon's brother has these shipping containers that they grow uh, they do vertical farming in and basically one shipping container is equal to like x amount of acres of farming land so it's you're you're, you're doing the the environment justice because you're not using all the land you're using uh, less water you're not having to use a bunch of pesticides herbicides uh, all the other sides that you have to use out there, uh, nitrates aren't leaching into the ground. So it's really good for the environment. Um, but as far as an energy consumption component, you know, they're mm -hmm. in the middle of New York in Brooklyn and it's like 10 degrees outside. So they're making these things nice and warm. Just, you know, it's, it, it, the concept is great, but as far as finding a way to, to power them, it's like, they do use a lot of energy. But worth worth checking out, and I, yeah. I, I mean, this is this is the first level. No one else is doing this. It's, I mean, there's a few others, but as far as like this isn't a popular thing at the moment. So it, you got to start somewhere. There needs to be a lot of change with our farming practices. Yeah, I yeah. Think, uh, across the board. So. Yeah. First off, I want to say thank you so much for your service. I mean, that's like amazing, a commendable. Oh, like you, you're like so inspiring. Like you went to you know uh, Air Force and got you, and I assume you got your degree while you're while you're serving too, right? No, I did the smart thing where I did got my degree before I came in, paid for the okay. whole thing with loans, and then came in. If you did, if you can do the ten years of payments, you can get it forgiven in the military. So I'm 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 there. I submitted my paperwork, but um, oh, I, okay. yeah, I, I work with a lot of people who came in much smarter than I did. Um, and uh, but it's okay. I'm I'm glad I came in a little later though because I think I appreciate things a little bit. So you got your degree and then you did it and then you went to the military and then you went to Air Force. Why yeah. did you do that? Like, why? Because you probably internship. could have been more lucrative. I did, I did an internship with the Air Force, so that's how I got you. You do your internship and then you owe them a little bit of time. So I I was just going to get right out. Um, uh, I had no interest. I, I'm not a military person. Um, and uh, but then I fell in love with it. I have loved every assignment. So uh, I'm still here. I'm going to finish 20 now. Um, it's wow. been a great opportunity, but was not the plan going in. 
But um, it's it's weird, you know, people always, so whenever I go to the grocery store or something after work and I'm in my uniform, people come up to you and they're like, thanks for your service. And um, I mean, I feel lucky. Like, I feel like I have a great job and I enjoy working with um, active duty, but also the veterans. We have a lot of elderly population around here, so I'm working with them, diagnosing dementia and things like that. And it's just great to hear, you know, these people coming in who are in Vietnam and uh, and they want to tell you their mm. and what they did, and um, it's it's pretty cool. What do you mostly focus on on this current? You know, uh, I, what do you call it deployment or like your current job, like what you're doing right now? Uh, what do you mostly yeah, cover so now? I, like, my, yep. So my, my you'd say your assignment. So um, I'm I'm the director of neuropsychology, so I'm in charge of neuropsych assessments for eight states. So anybody who needs one or uh, temporary duty status or in the local area. Um, typically I get referrals for um, the elderly population, so all your dementias, uh, TBIs for active duty people. What is that? Um, you know, we have a traumatic brain injury. Oh, and please stop me. I One of the things when I joined the military is you. everybody talks to you in acronyms. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I swear I will never be that person. And then within like, <laughs> it's person, quick. Like, I talk to you, I'm like, she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> there's some acronyms you don't even know what they mean. You know, no one even, <laughs> you don't even know what it stands for. Um, so I don't know how to explain it to someone else. But anyway, um, yeah, traumatic brain injury. So the most common way is a car accident or something. So mm. we will have that oh, need okay. to come in and get evaluated. So I'll do that. Um, I work closely with neurology, so they get some different disorders like Parkinson's and multiple sclerosis, um, or, you know, some really obscure disorders. So they'll, they'll send them up to me. It is a training base. I train, I teach residents how to do uh, assessments. So, uh, we, uh, have a wide variety of things that we're using so that I can teach them, but also try to get a good mix of cases for people. Um, the other issue is uh, attention and concentration problems that people come in with, which could be from a variety of reasons. And, um, yeah, I, I usually have a stack of referrals. I'm way too busy um, to really see everybody. I can't see everybody, especially with teaching people mm-hmm. on the side. Um, so I try to just pick the ones that are most pertinent. You know, the guy who just got a head injury, I'll get him right in, you know. What do you feel that neuropsychology is currently lacking in? Like, is there any area that you think neuropsychology could be doing better at? Um, The area neuropsychology is really lacking in is probably uh, culture, diversity, and uh, the proper norm tables for um, a variety of people. We really don't have a lot of neuropsychologists who are not like me, who are just like white men. If you ever go to a neuropsych conference, it's like all white men. Um, we don't have many that don't speak, you know, who speak more than one language. Um, a lot of our assessments are in English and a lot of our older assessments were normed on, you know, a few white guys back in the day. So the field has a long way to go, mm-hmm. um, in, in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but where it really continues to shine, and this is pretty interesting, the technology for brain scans is exploding just like, uh, you know, EVs and tech and computers, mm-hmm. right? So we have all this high-powered tech of how we can look at the brain in these very um, interesting, unique ways. Um, but we don't understand what it means. We, we really still haven't been able to take that picture and say, this is how it will affect you. 
Mm-hmm. And that's where neuropsychology comes in. So our measurements are much more sensitive for people who are developing a problem. Like we can pick up Alzheimer's way before an imaging will pick up Alzheimer's. Or somebody can come in and have, you know, pretty significant damage to their brain, but actually function pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, or they can have mm-hmm. the most minute damage and have catastrophic failure in some areas. That you can't really read off of even the best imaging in the world. We we can't we still can't use we can't use this yet um, in a way that's really functional. We can use it for research in different ways. Like it's really good for um, really seeing the like microscopic damage from a TBI and when you really finally heal, we can mm-hmm. see that. But as far as okay, that's fine. I I think it's the difference between like is the car working? Like is it together and functional mm-hmm. or is it broken? Like oh, this one has a flat tire, so it probably will function this way. Mm-hmm. But the neuropsychologist is like driving the car. We're going to try out the brain and see if your memory really is impaired or your processing speed. And um, so it continues to be a really valuable resource, especially in um, if you think about things like um, you're going to take a pilot and put him behind, have him fly a multi-million-dollar plane. Yeah. You don't want him to just be okay. You don't want him to be thumbs up okay. You want him to be arrogant, cocky, and super okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, again, a brain scan isn't going to tell you any of that. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you sit them down and they're knocking these processing speed tests out of the park, even though they had a car accident, you know this guy can go back and fly again. They're all going to come in and tell you they can fly again, but until you really test them and you can see where their deficits are. Um, so there's, there's a real value, a good money value in that as well, um, to make sure that people at all levels are okay. You know, you want your flight crew guy to be on the top of his game when he adjusts everything on that jet. So we get a lot of referrals for, for things like that. That's interesting. Um, I like the, yeah. I like the analogy you said of, uh, you know, the tire might, you know, if, if, the, if the car has a flat tire and might drive in this way, uh, it kind of reminded me of one of the patients we had uh, at MD Anderson, this guy came in with breast cancer and it metastasized and went to his brain, but it went to right to his hypothalamus. Oh, wow. Skipped everything else and hit right on his hypothalamus. And I'm sure you know that's responsible for the four Fs, right? And he, yeah. he, uh, he claimed that he was never gay before ever, but after that, after it metastasized and started growing and started pressing down on the hypothalamus, he said that he was gay. Is that not the weirdest thing you have ever heard? I'll tell you what, um, one of the very humbling experiences in doing neuropsych is just seeing how people's brains can break down. Mm. And um, <clears throat> that it's, it's almost amazing that it works. You know, we really take it for granted. Right. And you really wonder, well, what is your personality? Right. Because you see people with uh, like a frontal temporal dementia where the person's personality changes. So, like, I saw this woman who was uh, a very conservative, Catholic, elderly, super sweet woman who had frontal temporal and was now trying to, like, make margaritas in church, you know? She, like, um, <laughs> was not thinking straight anymore, and she didn't, like, stop talking. And I met with her husband, and he was really upset, and he said, oh, this woman... Um, was just like the sweetest, nicest person, and and you know now she's like violent with him in the in the, in the waiting room. So, you know all of that. If you look at her brain scan, was this neurolog- regressive neurological disorder, which has completely changed her behavior and her personality 
Um, and, you know, or I see a lot of people recovering from strokes and you see the, the damage and things that may or may not ever come back. Mm-hmm. It is kind of humbling or even testing people and seeing that their IQ is probably super high at one point And now they're, you know, in the midst of Alzheimer's or Lewy body dementia where you have um, hallucinations and, um, you know, it's, and, and you read their history of what they were like. And it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, it's, it's really hard to see that. I do hope that, um, I hope we can find the causes and, and be able to find some cures for some of these things someday. I think we have a lot to learn. Well, uh, um, Alzheimer's, uh, they've had some pretty decent, well, hopeful breakthroughs recently at Pennington down here in uh, Baton Rouge, where they, they've kind of like narrowed down um, Alzheimer's to be type 3 diabetes. That's what they're thinking. That's the current hypothesis. Have you read anything yeah. about that? I've read, I'll tell you what, the most recent things I was reading about was the um, attacks on the reticular activating system and also um, sleep being a predictor of Alzheimer's down the road. And I know the doc was talking about how without getting good restful sleep over time, those neurofibrillary plaques and tangles may be secondary to the brain never being able to recover at night. Really? Um, And they were wondering... Yeah, how sleep, it was really fascinating. I'll tell you what, I've never seen a smart, like, I, I don't know, I, I'm probably not that smart, but um, the, the guy was just ridiculously, he was so far ahead of me, like, he would go through one slide that was something you barely understood, then he would go to the next one that was built on the last one, like, well, if you understand this, then you understand that. So he's like four slides down, and you're like, I'm, I'm back on slide one. Trying <laughs> to figure out these neural pathways that he knows, like, the back of his shirt, but um, back in the wow. but um, the uh, yeah, I thought the sleep stuff was really fascinating um, way to look at this. Now the bad news was, so he was saying that that's why we're struggling with with some of the interventions we're doing is because we're trying to treat the facts and tangles, but really it may predate all of that, where it's more of this um, like disruptive sleep, but. If Alzheimer's attacks that area first, then it's not like you can do sleep hygiene to fix that. Like you can't tell grandpa to go to sleep because it's like biologically his sleep system is broken. Um, so I'm not sure what you do with that because um, knocking people out, they still don't get that restful sleep, yeah. right? So right. I don't, I don't know. It was um, anyway. I, that that was kind of new to me. I have not really read the literature on the type three diabetes part. Are you familiar with DAT scan for Parkinson's diagnosis? Yeah. Yep. I O flu pain. Yeah. That I do that. I'm a nuclear medicine technologist in a in a former life. Oh wow. So I, I, do, I used I to do those studies. It's Sean. funny because that's the only um, like radioactive drug that is regulated like cocaine. It's regul- It's a Schedule three whatever narcotic. Wow. And, and we had to go. It was like hardcore, and it's like a thousandth of the of uh the potency of of actual dose of cocaine like you would have to consume a thousand doses and it still wouldn't even close to get you high and um but it was a radioactive material and it would show up basically as as a a normal person would show up as two imaged commas they look like punctuation Mm -hmm. commas but if one of them were missing the tail of the comma or both of them then that could indicate lewy body disease or or parkinson's uh syndrome potentially interesting oh wow i saw on your uh, what is it called? LinkedIn that you chose osteopathic uh, school rather than allopathic. 
how do, am I right on that? Yeah. And, and also, like, how does that change the way you assess people? Because, like, osteopathic and oleopathic for medicine, right, is, like, completely different the way they, they go about uh, figuring out and how to diagnose the body. How does that yeah. change in psychology? Our, um, so our, um, our program was housed in, in the uh, med school. Um, so they happen to be, um, you know, DOs, the mm-hmm. DO program. But um, our, like, PsyD program is its own little animal. Um, it did help me because we did a lot of health psychology stuff, mm-hmm. and we spent a lot of time with the docs. So we were, they were our guinea pigs for neuroassessment, and then we were their guinea pigs for whatever they're doing. Um, <laughs> and I had a lot of respect for the osteopaths because I liked the way they kind of think about things. And honestly, my favorite doctors I've ever worked with or had as a doctor tended to be osteopaths, probably just random, but I found them to be great people. As far as what they do and kind of the manipulation side and all that stuff, I don't, you know, that's, that's, that's not in my lane. Um, and, and like I said, we kind of had our own program. The only cool thing I got out of it is so, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> so I, I'm a PsyD, so I'm a psychology doctorate, so we're like the stepchildren of PhDs. <laughs> and DOs feel a little bit secondary to MDs, right? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> we got the same degree that they have, and it's like the most monstrous, like poster-sized degree that I have in my office. It's like bigger than anybody else that I work with. It's like, <laughs> and I, I was I was embarrassed by it, you know, because it's clearly screaming out for like, take me seriously, you know. <laughs> I can do for my. My wife is a PhD psychologist, so she, and she went to like a really good school and everything. Um, she, uh, always gives me crap about like these <laughs> IDs and, and everything, but, um, yeah, anyway, yeah, I definitely have the, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm incompetent degree, size degree <laughs> in my office, but I kept it. I framed it to make it a little bigger and it's wonderful. <laughs> what public company is going to change the world in neuropsychology? Where, where, where's, where's the money at Earl? Besides Neuralink, besides um, Neuralink, of course, it, you know. Yeah, I think AI is going to take my job and everybody else's job. So a lot of what I'm doing is... C3.ai? Are you saying C3.ai? I'm just I'm taking data and putting it together and coming up with a diagnosis and treatment plan. And that's absolutely something that AI... Are you familiar with the Rothman Index? No. It's It was like no. that. It's like artificial intelligence takes all these data points to, and then backtracks them, backtraces them to try to figure out what causes disease. And they, they are um, one of the huge contributors to trying to figure out Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. But through... All these little tiny indicators. They have some of, I, I believe they have like yeah. access to more medical records than, than, than any other private company. It's, it's pretty That's crazy. Fascinating. I think my field will be offended by, by AI yeah. eventually. That we'll be able to do a better job. Like I have a TVI. I sit down with the AI and just basically do all the computer tests. Oh, and then wow. it runs the data and will give me better answer. Because it's right, already so what, What's the over, company? Like, give me, give me a strike, and expiration, but, and a ticker. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I only know Tesla. <laughs> I know Tesla, and then whatever Kathy Wood says. Speaking of Tesla, you're you're kind of a huge uh, deal on Twitter, right? Seventeen thousand followers. How did this all start? Yeah. Seventeen point two thousand. Um, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's fine. I mean, those couple well, hundred happens all the time. <laughs> um, 
I got, this is probably like, the, you know what it's like? It's like when you go to Vegas and you hit the jackpot early on and then those people never stop going to Vegas. So um, <laughs> I only joined to follow Elon and that's my Twitter handle was brought up in a minute and I just, you know, I didn't expect Oh, what does that mean? Like, yeah, I've always wondered. What is 28 Days Later I love that movie. I love 28 Days Later. I love zombie movies. They're my favorite. Uh-huh. There's, there's a book called... Um, uh, what what is it? Uh, Dreams of Undead Sheep or something? It's a it's a neuro uh, book, but it's it's great and it's uh, written as if you're doing um, brain science on zombies, and it describes all the parts of the brain, and I love it. Um, but anyway, I love zombie movies, and Shaun of the Dead is my favorite. But um, I love Twenty Eight Days Later. But I was waiting for my Model 3, right? So, you know, Tesla at that time was notorious for delays. So I stuck delays, you know, sort of 28 delays. Yes. They'll probably be delayed at least that funny. many times before I get to the car. Um, you know, thought about it for a minute and then um, joined Twitter, just following Elon. And um, and then I got my car and then I did a, a you know, fast forward video of it pulling into my uh, garage and shutting the garage door and then elon tweeted it out and then tesla tweeted it out and i oh, had wow. and i had like 19 followers uh for a long time and then suddenly people are following me and i thought that was really cool huh. that elon had did that but then i was introduced to these tesla q goons who <laughs> the that the video was doctored because oh. my dog runs backwards in the video <laughs> and i was shocked first of all i'm the person who breaks every computer i can't <laughs> the idea that i can make a, a mock-up video of my car parking and like it was just so insane to me and um but when you watch it because it's in fast forward it does look like my dog at one point runs backwards. Um, but it was just, you know, it's like that frame, like it's, it's the frame. He happened. Yeah. It's, it's Wilson. Wilson started all this. And um, <laughs> so I start arguing with them because I'm new, right? And I'm like, who are you? What, what is this? You know, arguing with them and then they're telling me I'm like a shill for Elon and all these things. And I'm like new to Twitter and I have like no followers. Um, <laughs> But it was a great experience. But then I got a bunch of followers out. Right now I'm hooked. Like I got followers. Elon's tweeted my account. I just started it and I don't know, it was like May and like June he tweeted me or something. <laughs> um, like I got to follow this up. What am I going to do? So that's when I put Norman in the car driving around with that little clip. And, um, and that took off. So then I was hooked. Like <laughs> that was when my wife had her aneurysm um, oh. in July. So I was sitting in the hospital all the time, all, at all hours. I had to stay up mm-hmm. watching them. I didn't have to, but I stood, stayed up all night watching the machine. And here, this is when this is when my Twitter like shifted. So um, <laughs> I got uh, um, I got a question. You know those Amazon things, like you buy things and they're like, "Hey, there's a question about this." Product. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. It was, I don't know, three in the morning and it popped up on my phone and I bought those little, like, what are they? The little air things for the, like the little Tesla T, um, for the tires, little air caps on there. And somebody asked a question about them and I saw it and I'm like, oh, I'll answer that. Right. So I start, (laughs) it's probably still on Amazon somewhere. (laughs) I end up having this 
conversation with this guy about the stupid <laughs> like things, and it, it kind of dawned on me that um, the people, like my family, was asleep at night. Like everybody's asleep, and there's only so much. Like people get exhausted with your stuff. You know, there's only so much support you can get. But Twitter is awake all the time. It's awake all the time. So I started getting into the DMs, and I, I got invited to a Twitter ch- a, a Tesla tw- chat. And um, <clears throat> there were several people I still keep in, in contact with there that um, I'm like, you know, I'm new here. I'm just dumping all this stuff. Like, hey, I'm in the hospital right now. Here's what's going on. And I got all the support from people just saying, like, you know, um, being really helpful. And um, it was in those moments where I was, I wanted more, um, you know, because now I'm like already sick of Tesla Q and I, I, I wanted more positive things on yeah. Twitter because I wanted it to be positive for me. So I thought, how can I incorporate dogs? I love dogs. And then it, <laughs> I came up in the hospital. I came up with the front puppy name. I was playing with it in my mind. Like, like what words go together? I need frunk and it has to be dogs and like frunk dogs. Um, and I, you know, I came up with frunk puppy and then it stuck. And then all I would do at night, I was just like harass people to do this. Like you need to put your dog in the trunk. Like I was militant about it. And then people started doing it. But it wasn't until um, Trevor from Model 3 Owners put his cat um, nutmeg in the frunk. And then, because he has a huge audience, as soon as he did it, so a cat really started this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just blew up. Yeah, it's like a scandal, like, right? Um, yeah, it was a scandal. It blew up, because then, and everybody started doing this. So I'm in the hospital, my wife's recovering, and at night I'm watching people, like, literally all over the world, Put their stupid dog in the front. What? I, <laughs> I did that with my lab when I first bought my my car, and I posted it to you. And the, one of the first things I did with my Tesla was I had to take a picture of my dog in the car. And then with my when I got my Model X, it was the same thing. I got to make sure and take a picture with my. Yeah, dog. my favorite picture all time, and it's not even really of a dog. It's somebody who took a picture of somebody else at a Tesla place, at a Tesla showroom. And this woman is taking a picture of her dog in the front. <laughs> and somebody took a picture of that. And oh, I never thought, like, whoever took that picture, I don't know who it was, and I never recognized that dog. Like, I don't even think it made it to Twitter. <laughs> it just had blown up to the point where it was, like, the weirdest wow. thing. You, you had May, uh, May Musk take a, a picture of her dog, too, in the front, didn't she? Yeah, May, that, yeah right. And then that's when it went really crazy because she took it. And then when China started to get the Model 3, it really blew up again because for whatever reason, I don't know why, like there's all these dogs in like China and um, where is it, South Korea, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Taiwan, I don't remember. Anyway, there's like a a bunch of these countries and it was really a thing over there, um, which just made it snowball even more. That's insane. um, And then then it it got too big, so I brought people in to try to help me sort through the... There were were weeks where we were getting like 60 or 70 pictures (laughs) in a week, and like I couldn't find them all, and then I would try picking them, and then people would yell at me because I picked the wrong pictures, and like... (laughs) I thought, well, I want to do this democratically. I don't want to do it. Like, let other people pick the top four, and then, then the community can pick the the winner. Um, anyway, so there, so there's an actual board. You guys meet, fun. right? Yeah, we really do. We, there's like an actual puppy board. We've cycled through members over the years, but there's been a a pretty solid contingent of people who've literally been doing this 
um, week in and week out, finding the pictures. Like they have like software or something where they find them and then they put them in the Google thing and set up a voting thing. How do you? Sign- Everybody makes fun of me in there. You know, <laughs> that's crazy. Cool. How do you sign up to that's be a part cool. of that? Like, is it like you have to know somebody to get in, or what's the deal with that? Well, every once in a while, I will put out a call and I'll just say, "Who wants to be in the board?" <laughs> um, and then a couple people will DM me, and we try to pick, you know, somebody who we know is like we like people who tweet a lot, who are around a lot, mm-hmm. because sometimes if they're not around, they're not going to vote. Yeah. And then who like dogs, and then people who are into Tesla. So there's a pretty good community but there's been times when it's gotten so big there's like too many people in yeah. the group so kind of it fleshes yeah. itself out though some people just move on have, what's one of the most wild animals that's have that i mean i guess it's not a frunk puppy but what one of the most wild animals that has ever been a frunk puppy oh definitely the calf um there was a uh calf? and i forget the name like yeah a there was cow, a, like a little baby cow no like a cow yeah so yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know why we all went hard of hearing on that one for a little while. Cow? Like a calf? It's, a a calf? Great, it's a great story because um, the uh, I, I'll think of the name as soon as we hang up. But So I asked him, I'm like, how did you do this? And he was telling me that. So he, he, he owns a farm and there was this calf that was born recently. But you got to get the calf away from the mother. Um, and then, you know, you kind of drive your car up. There's a whole thing. So he had to like sneak the calf away from the mom, pick it up. (laughs) And then he put it in the trunk and then the thing like, like, like peed all over the trunk. (laughs) And that's a picture of this calf. And he didn't know if it would hold the, I mean, heavy. Um, he didn't know if the trunk would like collapse. (laughs) If it kick and scratch the car and, you know. Have you you ever sat in your, your trunk before? Yeah, I've sat in it. Okay. I mean, I'm not as big as a cow. I don't know what you're saying, but <laughs> hey, I, I'm I'm like just under 200, and I have been able to sit in the frunk. I, I, like when I saw what the frunk looks like when you take out the tub, it, yeah. it kind of occurred to me. I was like, that was a horrible idea because there was a lot of stuff under there that if that gets moved yeah. a little bit, probably not a good idea. But I've sat in there, you know, there's, yeah. there's times where you're just waiting. You're like, oh, this is kind of a cool spot to sit in. Yeah, I sit there when yeah. we were ch- chilling, open up the front, sit there. But have you ever sat in the back of a seven-seater Model C- or Model S? Ah, uh, oh, that's the question. question. I've got a picture of me on Twitter somewhere where I'm sitting in the back of one going, ah. And, and the Model Y? <laughs> no. <laughs> the Model oh. S. The Model S. My my local service center, they have, a, they have the rear seating Model saw- S where you're sitting in the jump seats in the back. Really? I didn't even know that was nice. a thing. I, I didn't either until I got it uh, one day when I brought my Model X in uh, to get the auto. Because when I bu- first bought my Model X, I didn't know the doors were supposed to open automatically. I had no idea. And then it just wasn't doing it. And when I, fir- I saw it on Twitter or something, I was like, well, that sounds cool. And it wasn't working. <laughs> and so my module was burnt out or something. They had to replace it. And when they, they gave yeah. me a, the, the seven-seater Model S. Are you kind of close with Lex Friedman? Because I saw that he was like, I want to I come to your house and I want to do a podcast with you or something. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I always follow his stuff, and every once in a while he'll like my things, and I always get pretty giddy. I have a lot of respect for him. I think he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, he's and, insane. Um, I, always, I always joke around, and I forget, he was talking about his tour, and, and I said, mm-hmm. well, you got to stop by um, uh, Ohio, and I was pretty shocked that he, he said that, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's, and I think he's the kind of person that would, mm-hmm. um, oh, and then he just he'd remarked that he liked my tweets or something, so clearly he's seen my stuff yeah and, um but cool. uh, i never talked to him you know i never talked to him or anything but 
Um, I I would love to. I would love one of the people I'd really like to meet. I think he's super interesting. He would is, you Would you rather have ten minutes with Lex Friedman or with Elon Musk? Not in in in, in a in a <laughs> table setting. Well, I think I I uh, I've watched a lot of the podcasts that Lex uh, does, and I I think I would probably have a unproductive conversation with him because I do neuropsych. <laughs> Right. I, I think I have to be honest myself that if I was sitting with Elon, I, I don't know how these third row people do it. I think I would just be a mess. I don't know. I would be totally <laughs> what, what Would you just be frozen or what? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I would like to think that um, I would really step up to the task and be super cool, but I don't know. Whenever he likes my tweets or tweets, like I get really giddy. I've got one Elon like my whole life. So then that one time I was like, ah, and it was yeah. it was a picture of Johnny Cash high as fuck eating cake in yeah. a bush. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Elon like. Well, you know those, you know those like um uh these like people who walk around with guns all the time, and they always think they're gonna shoot somebody if the shit hits the fan. But whenever they do studies, like even cops miss at close range because yeah. we just shit our pants. Like it's really yeah. hard to do. And um, one time I worked in this rehab for a while and I took the uh, CPR course the mm-hmm. day before. And um, the day after I was sitting at a table and the woman next to me started choking. So I got up and I ran and I found help. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had the training. Like I just had <laughs> choking. And I ran and I got somebody hold, to help. Hold me. on a second. There's a big difference between CPR training and the Heimlich maneuver. I mean, there is. They do that. I just had it, and um, but that really taught me something about myself. Like I really think, you know, in my mind, I would sit down and have this cool, like, very cognitive, like, say smart things online <laughs> conversations, and I, I pro- it probably wouldn't come out. I want to know, like. You know, you started your Twitter, it sounds like, kind of after you maybe got a Tesla. But what, like, why did the hell did you get a Tesla in the first place? Like, what was the first thing that, how did you get it? Uh, why did I get a Tesla? I, well, so I was one of those people who, as a Prius driver, you know, I, I wanted to drive a sustainable thing. And I, um, I just started to see stories about the Model S, reading about the Model S, and I uh, thought it looked really cool and started to learn about Elon's story a little bit. And then when they said they're going to make something that I could afford um you know you start to get excited like oh maybe i don't need to put any gas in the car maybe i can get an electric car maybe it doesn't have to be a like a lease maybe it doesn't need to be something like a a compromise maybe i actually like this thing so um <laughs> i put the money down i really didn't think i would get it even tell my wife i put the money down and um you know but more and more after that you know the long time in between i started to really get into this idea um until i finally broke it for her that I wanted to get a Tesla, so um, she said no. I just kept working on her, and uh, um, eventually she got worn down and said, "You know, well, fine, you can get your, you know, effing Tesla." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I ordered black on the spot. <laughs> so, did, uh, did did you own Tesla shares before getting your Tesla or after? I did. Yeah, I got my Tesla shares, and I think it was 15 or maybe early 16. 2015 um, or 2016? Yeah. Oh, wow. I nice. bought a nice chunk and um, tried to keep adding to it. Um, but I, I, I had no idea what was coming, you know, in the, in the, in the last, uh, last in, you know, year. Right. I saw you put it in your retirement year. goal, so congratulations. That's yeah. awesome. 
Yeah, I, I really did the dumb thing. So I got into calls. Um, a Tesla was at about 700 bucks of pre-split. And um, I learned about them. Somebody reached out to me and said, give this a, because I did exactly what you shouldn't do. So somebody reached out and said, have you ever done calls? And I said, no. <laughs> was this Jerry Judkins or no? <laughs> no, no. And, and so I sold my shares. And I bought all the calls, right? Oh, I'm like, well, oh wow! And it wasn't a lot of money, but it, it wasn't a huge. I mean, it was it wasn't a huge amount of money. Hmm. Um, but then I had no idea what I was doing. So that was the time when the stock just kept going up by like hundred dollars yeah. at time. So when was this? Was this after pandemic or pre uh, pre pandemic? This was in April. Yeah, so okay, after, so after, after wow. I think it was April. I'd have to. I might be wrong, but it, I think it was definitely wasn't. Uh, was, it, was it after Elon's notorious that stock is too high tweet? Mm, you might have crushed me on that tweet. I can't remember. <laughs> but I, anyway, I had no idea what I was doing, and it seemed like free money. So I just kept selling the calls and buying ones that were more crazy. You know, so you'd have one. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to mm. sell that and buy one up another hundred dollars. And I think nowadays I wouldn't do that. I just, <laughs> it's, it's a lot harder today than it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, uh, it just it skyrocketed, and you know I would tell my wife, and she didn't care. She'd be like, "Ah, it's monopoly money," you know. So that's why I bought her. You know, I got the Model X. I'm like, "Yeah, well, that's you know, that's not that monopoly money. money." Just got you. Mine, mine didn't care either until the day I bought her a Louis Vuitton purse, and then she was like, "You just keep going with that." I'm like, "That's great." Yeah. Now she's asking for another one. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I've tried to be, um, you know, luckily somebody talked some sense into me when, when it was right around 500, another Twitter friend, I finally disclosed to him what I'd been doing. And he's like, you need to get back in your shares, you know? So I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Bought, bought a bunch of shares. And boy, that was good timing because uh, then, it, then it crashed to like 3.30 and I would have gotten my face ripped off. So um, it was it was much less painful to do that with shares instead of calls. Were you aware, I mean, this is something that I honestly did not know. Uh, were you aware that Tesla really was single, I, I can't remember the exact way Elon put it, but it was single digit weeks away from running out of cash. I, I think that's how he put it, I can't remember. But were you, I, I had no idea at that time that, that, that the, the company was that close to the- I think Elon likes to be a little dramatic in his presentations, <laughs> and I do really know it's fair. That, moment, that if they were, were they really going to claim bankruptcy? Like, was it really over, or did it, was it just going to be uncomfortable, hard. or were right, they going right, to need yeah. to get money from somebody? Um, because the money wasn't going to run out. Like, I don't believe you know. There's always well, he tried to call uh, too big. What's his name? Uh, Tim Apple. Apple. Tim Apple. Yeah, he tried to he tried to call Tim yeah. Cook, and apparently Tim Cook would even take the call, but yet he takes the call to, to Hyundai to, to yeah to yeah to, he takes it to Hyundai. Yeah. It's like yeah, I, I I'm I'm kind of curious how that that whole thing went, but that was a big win for the Tesla Bears because they're like, oh see, we were almost right, dude. I, I, never <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I bought. I remember buying down at one eighty pre-split. I remember being like. Wow, I guess this sucks. I'll just buy down till there's literally nothing left. <laughs> yeah. So, what is your favorite thing? And maybe you can talk about this. Not not sure, but what is your favorite thing about uh, FSD beta? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I'm trying to think about. I mean, I just. I'm, I'll be honest with you. It's the it's elitism. Um, Come on. When I first, <laughs> because you're better than everyone else. You can just say when it. I first, when I first got it, it was terrifying. I mean, it was because it's like, if you think about the worst things about autopilot, right? Like mm. whenever it does something crazy and you're like, holy shit, that was FSD beta with no rules. Like it could oh. drive anywhere it wanted to at, <laughs> at, at any moment. And you had no idea why. So you're just driving oh along. God. And it's exactly what the instructions say. Like, hey, this thing this might go crazy. Way. And yeah. it did go crazy. So it would just steer it like, you know, veer. So the first day I drove it, it was raining and it was at night because I had just oh got it in God. the morning. That's everything what all the other beta testers said don't do, right? Like, you know, <laughs> but it's raining, I can't see anything. And the car is just entertaining itself. It is scaring the shit out of me. I'm losing years of my life. I'm watching you through the, the camera. Yeah, it was scary. You know, but you do, because you do get a little complacent. Like, I think if you use autopilot all the time, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so I was, that's where I was coming from, was that mode. And then you sit in this thing, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, this is, like, really unsettling. Um, so wow. there was that phase. But then within a couple updates, now it's totally usable. I mean, the thing oh, drives wow. me back and forth to work you know what it can do and you know where it might struggle sometimes it's like autopilot um, you know where to general, you know where to hold the steering wheel for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah yes and well even things like that like so you're used to how much the steering wheel turns but when it makes like a a left turn it turns this is, sounds stupid but you know what i mean like the steering wheel turns a lot and if you grip it slightly too much It'll you're gonna turn disengage yeah um, it's at, it's at this point now where I end up screwing up more hmm. than the car. Like it really? does things, and I'm like, oh. It would have been right. fine if you let it kind of do it, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I just let it go. So I've been just trying to let it go, and like you just have to get used to the way it drives. And it's not doing any of those things where I've been like my heart rate's up and it's doing something really crazy anymore. <laughs> it's it's pretty solid, um, but. I, I think I told a story on Twitter the other day, but I really, my car was trying to make a left turn to get out of the lane mm -hmm. and I'm fighting with it. Like I have to turn it off and I'm fighting with it. And then eventually I'm like, Oh, you know, I cursed and I took over and I turned cause I thought it had to go right. And I turned down a wrong way. Like the car was trying to sit like, it's like you stupid idiot. You're going to kill us all. <laughs> I do that in Cincinnati all the time. There's an interstate exit that doesn't make sense to me, and the Tesla wants to keep yeah. going straight. I'm like, no, it's this freaking way. And then I, as yeah. soon as I take the exit, I'm like, oh, no, I'm supposed to go that way. Now it's like 20 <laughs> minutes. I got to turn around. <laughs> oh, so yeah. what, what was so it? I'm going down my street, and I have to turn the car around. And, um, but anyway, I've been having more experiences like that where um, the, the car is making some, some pretty good calls. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. A lot of the beta testers see this as being a while until it's wide release. I really feel like um, all it needs to get to is like Elon's comfort level. And when he released autopilot, when he released nab on autopilot, that was not polished. No, um, no. It's I made mistakes polished. all the time. And and then yeah. the ping ponging. Oh my God. I would have ripped my hair oh, out yeah. to the ping ponging. That was terrible. What was ping ponging? Cause I don't have a That's Tesla. A, it, it used to, ping pong the lane and, and for a while it was fine and then for all of a sudden in one update it was like driving drunk it was just ping ponging the lane and when i drive from indy to since i drive from cincinnati to indy and back all the time 
and it that it was like nauseous i couldn't use autopilot for a long time but i try to make that trip and i and i can if i do it with i leave here with 100 i can get all the way home with five percent left as long as the temperature is above 28 degrees if it's below 28 or so i have to stop an indian charge yeah yeah and then and that charger is like broken half the time um, it's very smooth now like the turns it takes it used to be like very like jittery and it's fairly smooth most of the time the way it makes the turns um if there's anything that they could probably fix very easily is that it continues to be too timid. Like, it just needs hmm. to go. Sometimes. needs to get so some coffee. It creeps out. It can make the left turn. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to be real cautious here. But hmm. you're on the road, dude. You know? Most of my interventions aren't usually steering related. They're usually hitting the accelerator. That You made the right choice. Just commit. And it would have been fine. And I assume that's probably on purpose that they've yeah. made it extra cautious mm-hmm. so i feel like that's an easy fix um but uh you know overall like i said at, at this point for me it is a stress reliever it, it really wow. it really drives me most beta is a stress energy. reliever that's amazing what you said the yeah, beta, not, not autopilot but actually the beta at this point would you, yeah. you would say is a stress yeah, reliever no, no. I enjoy wow. using it. And when you're, when you're driving with FSD beta, can you choose just autopilot if you want or navigate on autopilot if you want? You can turn it off. Yeah, you can turn oh. it off. And you, but you have to go into the menu. And you have to go in the menu. Oh, okay, yeah. Raphael from uh, Teslatino, he told me that if you turn off navigate on autopilot, that will kill the entire, not kill, kill, but kill oh, the FSD okay. beta aspect of it. It'll turn it into just autopilot. Autopilot. I haven't tried it. I, I just leave it on all the time. Did they time. just give it There's to you on Model so 3 or both cars? Well, they asked me which one I wanted, and I picked the 3 because I use it more, uh, um, but also I just figured it was less math to, like, correct. Mm. Um, it messes up, and then it's easier to film, too. Like, the screen is really yeah. big, and then on the, the X, it's kind of tiny, so... Um, I didn't, I I didn't pay for um, FSD on my X yet. I, I, I didn't. I didn't do it. I wasn't gonna, I but of course I did. Yeah, all of a sudden, I, I almost did. Almost did. I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself now because it's gotten so much more expensive since when I bought my X. <laughs> yeah. but. Based on your observations, how far do you think before we're at L5 Robo Taxi levels? I think that um, you know, given the learning curve, um, and I think it'll be wide release. I think Q1, it'll be wide release. Really? Everybody. Q, Q1? Well, um, End of Q1? I, that's yeah. bold, man. That's awesome. I, I think, like I like voluntarily released, or like he's just going to roll it out? Or a sign-up? Uh, yeah, I think everybody gets it. You that's know, cool. everybody who has FSD beta, or FSD. Hey, did, um, you see, did you see that today the NHS, NHSTA or whatever approved rules that are less lenient on, or, or more lenient yeah. for... Uh, autonomous vehicles hmm. than the, the cars in mass. So I don't know what all the rules are, but there's something that was came out. I think if they get it out and they're collecting even more data from people, um, I think by the end of the year, I think Elon's goal this time is going to be right. I think they'll be able to release it maybe in a market or two. Now, the only thing I don't know about is a lot of those edge cases. You know, there's some people that say like the camera can't see far enough out of the left pillar or the radar doesn't go far enough. So if there's a car coming really fast and you have to make a left turn, mm-hmm. they're saying the physics might not work, that it might not do that. 
Um, but I don't know that. So, you know, that's that's not my lane. Building really a know. mental picture, I, and if you saw it from way back, then it, as it progresses, it you know keeps it in memory. I would I would think. I know Maybe. we're getting close on time. Yeah, yeah. I want to know. We haven't spent enough time bashing Tesla. So what? I want to know what's the worst thing they did to you. I, I think I remember something about them trying to get you fired or something from your job. I don't, I don't know, but what's the worst thing they've done to you? Yeah. Um, probably, uh, yeah, Aaron Greenspan, uh, for whatever reason, I, I never interacted oh, yeah, with him. He's one of those people that watch him for a few minutes, you know, this is like a litigious guy you don't mess with. So I never really got into it with him, but for whatever reason, um, he started attacking me and my account and he was saying that I didn't have a license to practice psychology. I remember that. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that was nuts. That's nuts. And then, like, my business partner for Front Puppy, like, worked for a bank, and then that was a problem because Tesla was going to use that bank for, I mean, it was really crazy. And then, because I was in the Air Force, um, I can't talk about SpaceX because of, like, competition, you know, like, like, I'm the guy doing acquisitions or something. Like, it, <laughs> That's it, insane. Really going down the rabbit hole. They went down, yeah, well, I was just about to say, they went down way too many rabbit holes that didn't. But his big, his big thing was that I was making fun, like, I was, um, celebrating the mocking of the disabled um which is uh because there was an account that followed me that made fun of his brother and but i didn't follow the account or like the tweet and i still don't know what the tweet was i never saw it because i don't follow the account and um even when this was pointed out to him he said i need to screen everyone who follows me to make sure that (laughs) what like how many people like that's crazy so this is this is this is insane like every time i see something from tesla q i automatically think it's comedy because it's so out of reality it's like it's like is this comedy and then somebody was like i sure what's a girl that posts jazzy that's a parody right jazzy oh i jazzy q it's a parody right yeah i have a wife too much to be real so it has to be yeah but anyway, uh, quick question. What is next for Earl? Um, well, I am um, soon. This is breaking news. I'm redoing my website. So what I'm trying to do is to, um, instead of having the voting on, so on Twitter, you have that one little thumbnail picture that's kind of crappy. You can't really see. Some of the pictures are absolutely beautiful, but they don't vote very well because the yeah. dog is like 50 miles away. You know, But the actual <laughs> picture is worth um, so what I want to do is to have the Frog Puppy website be like a real, um, you know, clearinghouse for all these photos so that you can see who won each wow, week, okay. who is in the top, you know, cool. top 20 and who is in the top four. And then when you go to vote, you'll have like a big picture to look at to actually, um, vote who the winner is. So I'm, I'm, that's hopefully coming soon. And I want to redo the store. I have a new T-shirt coming and things like that. So I want to okay. um, kind of. It's been a long time. I haven't really done anything with it. So <laughs> did did um, you do a best of twenty twenty? Like I know you do like weekly competitions, but there was there well, an I overall twenty twenty winner? I don't know if anybody remembers this, but I did a Mark March Frunking Madness the one year, and it was. Did anybody? I don't know if you saw, but I had. 64 dogs compete in like a giant Twitter polls and it came down to like um, I forget even who won it it was I think it came down to May Musk's dog and somebody else (laughs) Um, oh it was a trunk full of puppies from the HSPCA 
But um, I would love to do a style like that again on the website where there's actual brackets and then I can get, because the, the Twitter community is great, like the Tesla community. If you yeah. ask anybody to sponsor, like, yeah, I'll do a, tro- a 3D printed trophy or something if you if you did something. <laughs> like annual, you know. Well, but sent in by anonymous, like. When... <laughs> <laughs> so um... but I think uh, I would love to do something like like that again, um, uh, you know, and and but then have the the layout better because Twitter's just Twitter's like... unfriendly. Um, so I'm hoping to just link to the voting. Hopefully, enough people will click over to do that. Um, that's so, a, yeah, I'm hoping to do to, to get that rolling. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Um, so this is our last question. It's normally our like biggest question is, is there any question or topic that we didn't bring up that we should have throughout this podcast? And what was it? Maybe I can rephrase it and make it a little bit easier. It is, it is something I that's did the very same difficult. thing when he asked me last time. I'm I, like, I, no, you cool. can keep the question. It's a good question. <laughs> Fire, Earl's firing on all cylinders. You, you got to think about it for a second. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I, the, the first thing that pops into my mind, honestly, is um, the, the future of Tesla. Like, just there's so many things coming this year between um, Company Berlin, X. Austin, <laughs> semi truck. Uh, cyber truck uh, the uh, buffalo giga you know, the, the, the roadster so many things right now that i'm like bursting at the seams like i know tesla stock is at an all-time high and it's like totally crazy right now but um i i just feel like there's so much good news coming that even just like last year even the really bullish people are probably still missing mm. this story of how it's yeah. gonna continue how to exponentially continue. grow um I actually convinced my dad to buy a bunch of shares, and he was like, "You know, it's getting kind of high. I might sell it." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! It's not new just the car highs company." Begat new all-time highs. Yeah. Do you guys see the ARK is coming out with a space exploration ETF, ARKX or something like I that? I thought that I is it SpaceX or is it like space? It's not not yet. When no. SpaceX is public, it'll be they'll they'll purchase into it. But it's it's just a yeah. specific space, space exploration ETF. Point. I wouldn't even buy into an ETF. I Dude, just... her, I, I have over 100% gain on my ARKK, so I, I'm gonna buy any ETFs they come out. You with. you would buy that over uh, straight up SpaceX stock? No, not necessarily. But oh, okay. I I buy some of the portfolio, but I still buy the ETF to to gotcha. hit exposure to the industry. I would yeah. buy the ETF as well. Earl, are there any social media accounts or websites that you'd like to promote while you're on here? Yeah, uh, so my website is frunkpuppy.com, of course. Um, pr- pretty much there's anything Frunk Puppy, though. There's YouTube, there's YouTube Frunk Puppy, there's Instagram Frunk Puppy, there's a Twitter account Frunk Puppy, but my main account is at 28 Delays Later, if you want to follow me there. Um, and yeah, that's my stuff. Yeah, man, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on. Uh, it's been it's been a blast. It's been really funny. You've been one of the more entertaining guests, uh, of course, with Nuclear Geek. He's he's been insane too. Um, that was super fun. Yeah, it was super fun. Um, I ended up drinking way too many beers that I thought I was, and I ended up being quiet the entire time. Perfect. <laughs> um, Perfect. I had a great time. It was really wonderful to talk to all of you. Oh yeah, it, it's it was great. It's finally our pleasure. It, yeah, it's a pleasure. I would love to have you on again sometime. Um, we actually do these weird things yeah. where we um, we have it's like a live stream and we play this game called Quiplash. And have you ever played Cards Against Humanity? Oh yeah, somebody was explaining this to, to me the yeah. other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically um, yeah. I have. 
yeah, it's it's basically that, and we all get in and we make the shittiest jokes that we can think of, and it's pretty fun. I think it would be a blast to have you on. Uh, it, it might not be as wholesome as you would think because because Jeremy, Jeremy might <laughs> Jeremy might pop in, but uh, it, it's all around. Oh, it would be time. awesome to have you on there. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. I look forward to competing with you uh, sometime in February on well February first on the Apple Fitness competition. What yes, we want to see you in the competition right. and tweeting about it. We had 85. We went from eight people to 85 people, and now we want to see how many people we can get in February. There's prizes. It's it's a lot of fun. We shit talk in the comments. Oh, dude, it's, yeah, it's, it's fun. Well, we'll add you, we'll add you to the uh, – what would you say? It's an influencer group message? Where we, we use the a- hashtag witness the fitness. There's only one other person using it, and they, they it's a bunch of – you know. Um, male okay. models can, can we can, yeah can we talk about that because like there's there's a guy that keeps doing all these uh male models i i, I found that i we were trying to figure out what hashtag to use and i came up with witness the fitness and then it was great because there wasn't really much on twitter about it and then once we started the competition suddenly there's this like guy that's just posting and he constantly posts with the hashtag and it's all you know it's all gay it's all, it's all nude male <laughs> models it's right like, but uh, anyway. but definitely join our competition for February and uh, it's a lot of fun. It, it keeps you fit. and you all you really need to do is close your rings to keep up. But yeah, if you really want to go, it's it's a blast. Yeah. It, you you get fit, man. It's awesome. Well, anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for staying and watching this entire podcast. If yeah. you made it this far, um, like Earl said, you can find him on his website, his Twitter at twenty eight delays later. Uh, I thank you guys all for watching. Thank you so much. See ya. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Earl.